and our goal is to accomplish that to, to change the outdoor industry, you know, through collaborating with really cool people, really cool artists and highlight like the realness and the approachability of, of outdoors and outdoor recreation and how accessible it really can be. And this is a life in motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action, sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 89 of life in motion. I've got John Holdmeyer with me from Actual Outdoors. His loves for kayaking, rafting, and adventure led him to a career in the industry, not to mention some amazing travel experiences. Now his company helps outdoor brands make an impact with the things they love. I'm excited to hear his story and why it's important that outdoor brands get it right. Uh, John, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited too. And I'm excited to learn that, you know, we're, we're basically neighbors here in Missouri, you know, just a couple hours away from each other. And as we were saying, you know, we never had the chance to connect before. So I'm excited, uh, today, today's the day. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's so cool seeing all the people, you know, in the Ozarks and in the Midwest here who are like, really just like showing up on the outdoor industry scene. I feel like we're doing like our own little version of a movement here. <laughs> exactly there's there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in this area and it's it's a it's cool to sit back and kind of watch it and be part of it as well from that from that same uh, regard but um before we get into you know actual outdoors and and everything um let's let's kind of take a second and talk about you know your story um you know where you grew up hobbies you had growing up you know school all that fun stuff and kind of what what led you down this path and and down this journey in the first place yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to start there. Uh, so I'm from Washington, Missouri, uh, just outside St. Louis. Okay. And yeah, we, uh, you know, it's kind of like a suburb almost of St. Louis at this point, it kind of keeps, keeps growing that direction. Uh, but we were lucky, you know, I was really lucky in my childhood, growing up outside my family, my dad, uh, sister, brother, everybody, my mom, even, you know, we all got outside, we went and did, you know, uh, the classic Ozark float trip camping overnighters. I mean, <laughs> I think my first overnighter was probably when I was like two or three or something like that, you know, so just like kind of in it from the beginning. Uh, so yeah, we, we would do that. We would do all the, the fishing, you know, fishing was really big for us. Fly fishing was really big for us as a family, kayaking, canoeing, anything on the water. Uh, and then we, we would do that all the time at home and, you know, be driving down to the Merrimack or the current or whatever river, you know, we could get to, and then we would also, you know, take these really cool family trips to, to Colorado out West, uh, you know, we'd go ski, snowboard, uh, rock climb, literally all of the, like the coolest stuff you could do as a kid. Uh, so we did that every year and we would go out, out East to the Smokies as well. Uh, out to North Carolina and go hike and uh, man, just, you know, super lucky and, and, you know, a form of privilege to be able to just like grow up with all of that stuff around me and take that as like, kind of take it for granted, you know, like kids do of like, you know, this is just how, how <laughs> life is, but uh, yeah, yeah. Really, really lucky uh, childhood kind of just starting, starting outside. So yeah. Um, yeah, from there, you know, like kind of growing up, uh, was really interested in the outdoors, obviously from my experiences, but then started to really get interested in the gear and all of the things that came along with that. And so 
I'd say it really like my, my kind of industry and my, my quest to be a part of the outdoor industry started really young because my sister is quite a bit older than I am. And she, she'll, she'll love hearing that. Uh, (laughs) She's 10 years older than I am. Uh, And so she was working in an outdoor store when I was still, you know, really little, she started working at the outdoor store uh, in Columbia, Missouri, while she was going to school uh, called Missouri wilderness. And so I just remember spending a ton of time hanging out with her in the gear shop, you know? Uh, so like playing with all the gear, checking all of it out. And then that turned into like my first job being at Alpine shop in the gear shop in St. Louis. Uh, all I wanted to do was talk about kayaks and kayaking. I was like, you know how, like, you know how you get obsessed, especially when you're like, you're younger and you find that first thing that really captures you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's all I wanted to do. So I went to the, to the Alpine shop to work. Uh, I think it was like 16 or 17, you know, and started talking about kayaks and paddling with people there. And then, yeah, that, that grew. And I spent years and years, uh, at the Alpine shop, probably total, uh, you know, 13 or 14 years of my life, uh, off and on. Um, I would be at the shop during the winters and then for a period of my life, uh, through the late, like, uh, I guess like 2006, 2007, 2008, in that time frame, I started going out and raft guiding during the summers. Okay. And so, so yeah, I started raft guiding and teaching kayaking out at Nanahale Outdoor Center in North Carolina. And then I would come back and, and work at the gear shop in the winter. And that was a pretty cool combo. Uh, and eventually I got to a point in that kind of cycle of, you know, raft guiding and working in the shop that, you know, I I reached this point where the career trajectory and and the income and all of those things weren't really growing. Uh, There's only so far you can go in in a small company uh, with a certain amount of resources. And so I had been kind of stagnant in my growth there for a long time. Um, And so that uh, was also kind of a timeframe for me that uh, I, I kind of came to terms with some, some issues I had with not kind of, I really came to term with some issues I had with alcohol and, uh, and drinking. And so I got sober and, uh, kind of started a new career trajectory all kind of at the same time. Uh, this is like 2013, 14 timeframe. Um, and so that kind of started where I was like starting to change how I looked at things and, and wanted more than just, just being kind of at the gear shop indefinitely. So I started working at, uh, Alps Mountaineering, uh, you know, a really cool gear company based out of like right near Washington, Missouri, and they do camping tents, sleeping bags, literally every piece of gear you can think of they're, they're involved in it. And that was a really cool experience because, you know, I had so much knowledge and experience from being outside my whole life and from being around the gear in the shop and going through all those clinics of all the, all the reps coming in and teaching us about their product and all that. I had just accumulated a lot of knowledge and to go work for a brand that was actually making this stuff. That was like my next evolution in my, in my career to go from selling it to, okay, now I get to help like build the gear and work with the factories and suppliers and stuff like that. Um, so I'd say that was kind of one of the, the most pivotal things in my personal story with starting that career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it just a really great experience there. But that that's awesome. That kind of the, the progression, as you mentioned through that. So to, to step back a, a little bit farther, um, 
you know, you mentioned, you know, kind of growing up uh, with your family and doing a lot of that stuff. I'm assuming that your parents and stuff are kind of big outdoors people before they had you and your sister, or was it kind of, Hey, now we're, you know, we got kids now and we got to find something to do with them. So it did it kind of start there or do they have like a big passion for it? You know, when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, you know, it, it was always something I think specifically in my dad that he was into his whole life. Um, you know, he went to school for, he, he like got a degree in forestry, uh, oh. Uh, from Mizzou like that was his thing he, he was going to do he ended up not like going that direction but so that interest goes back at least that far in him and I think that's from getting outside through his childhood you know um, I think my mom her so her family was really into fly fishing and trout fishing and my uncles on that side of the family I still fish with them often and so that's how my dad was introduced to the fly fishing side of things and then like you know, I don't, my mom was never really passionate about getting outside, but she was, you know, passionate about supporting us and spending time with us. So <laughs> yeah, I think that was like, uh, her camping on the gravel bars, isn't something that happens anymore, <laughs> but it, it was through our childhood. So yeah, I'd say, you know, it was something that was always there, but then once they had us, I think really, uh, became the go-to activity, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And then, and then to that point, you know, obviously, you know, you had a lot of those experiences as, um, as a kid, you know, growing up around that stuff, doing these different adventures and traveling and whatnot. And then obviously as we're having this conversation now, those, those things progressed, what, um, what was it about, you know, all those activities, you know, you mentioned, you know, being a kid at, you know, working at, at Alpine or whatnot, and, and, you know, all you're talking about were kayaking and stuff on the water and all that stuff. What, what was it about those activities that kind of, um, you know, drew you to it so much, you know, rather than, okay, I'm just going to sit and play video games all day or, or, you know, do something else. What was it about that that kind of like held you, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a phenomenal question because I, I think about that often. And I think that, that I was really lucky that those were the things that grabbed me and grabbed my attention because, you know, as I look back at it now, I, in my life now, I think a lot about flow and like, you know, finding ways to reach like a flow state in my life and, you know, all these activities outside that helped me do that. I know what that is now and what I <laughs> like, there's a word for it now. But, but back then, you know, as a kid, these were the first things, the first activities that got me to that state of mind. Yeah. And so like for some people, it is like video games is like some people find flow there, you know, um, or whatever, it, whatever other activities for me, it just I feel lucky, I guess <laughs> that that was the thing, you know, kayaking and fishing. Those were the things that grabbed me early. And I even think about that, you know, in regard to my outdoor activities and my pursuits, because I, I look at people who are, who are really serious rock climbers. That's not me. I, I did it a few times in my youth and I've done it occasionally, but it didn't grab me the way that like kayaking did. And so it's just really interesting to me to look at different people and what grabs them and what, like they start to chase that, that thing that I can look at and go, man, I did the same activity they did and it didn't do the same thing for me somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that just happened to be that one. That's, that's interesting. Kind of <clears throat> that, that, the, you know, you found that, um, you know, almost a, a different sense of, of 
freedom and fun with the same or with a different activity than the other. It's, it's interesting how things gravitate. Cause I, I mean, I was kind of the same way I grew up riding BMX bikes and that, that kind oh, of was, yeah. was my outlet. And that's what I was obsessed over and uh, still riding that stuff. And I have, you know, three-year-old and a two-year-old that I'm working on, on getting that's them so obsessed cool. with it too, hopefully. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, they'll go the opposite direction. Uh, yeah, they, they probably will. So, but we'll, we'll see what kind of influence I can have. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a big part of that, like, is at every point in your life, there, there are always issues or things that are bothering you or things that are, that are hard and, and finding that activity that allows you, it's not just escaping the, the difficultness. It's like, those flow states and, and those activities help you process a lot of that stuff unconsciously, yeah. subconsciously. And so like, for me, you know, just like every kid, you have your struggles and your, your things that are hard through your teenage years or through whatever. And for me, I was dealing with a lot of those things in my life. And it just so happened that whitewater kayaking was something, you know, we could drive down to the St. Francis river, you know, an hour and a half from our house in Washington. And there's this really rad community of whitewater kayakers in Missouri of all places. And so that community and that sense of just like finding a bunch of weird people who like to do this thing <laughs> outside of my high school, like, you know, cause at that age, your high school is like your whole world basically. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's a, you know, escapism at that point too. Cause like you said, you know, different, different issues, different, you know, things going on in personal lives, but you know, whether you're hopping on the river or I'm hopping on a bike or whatever, you know, when, when you're in that activity, your brain kind of switches off from all that, Absolutely. that craziness and kind of gives you that, that much needed break in that sense. Um, yeah, yeah for sure. And then I, I don't, I don't know if this is an appropriate question or not. Um, so you can correct me if not, but you know, you mentioned, you know, you, you made some, some life changes in 2014 or so with, as far as the sober stuff. And like I said, you don't have to go into too many details, but did you find that, that having the, those outlets like kayaking and that kind of stuff kind of help with that decision and kind of going through with it and, and, you know, like hiking my feelings like that, that nonprofit organization, you know, they're saying they're you know, trying to get people to face their problems, not with, you know, substances, but, you know, getting outside and reconnecting and kind of refreshing, almost kind of finding that different form of escapism. So yeah, does, does that make sense? Or is that too much of a yeah. question? I also understand, but no, no, no. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. And I'm happy to talk about it. I, you know, I, I try not to bring it up all the time and always talk about it, but I'm one of the one of those people who's like open to talking about my sobriety and my journey there because it made such a difference in my life. Um, the question makes sense. And I think, you know, the answer is yes. Like that is, that is the, not only was it the solution or part of the solution to my, my problems and the things I was going through, getting outside was a huge, uh, help through all of that. It was also kind of my reasoning, uh, for doing it okay. in the first place is like, I got to a point where I was just in a really bad place in my life and having this, I'm an outdoors person as part of my identity, you know, that's what I was known for my whole life. Even grade school, everybody's like, that's John. He's the weird kid who like goes and sits outside, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't like a mainstream as mainstream of a thing back then as it's becoming now. And so that was like core to my identity, but I got to this point in my life, uh, you know, in the like 2010, 2000 through whatever 13 timeframe where 
the outdoors part of me wasn't really who I was. I sat inside and drank all, all by myself all the time. And so I would tell people like, oh yeah, I love fly fishing or I love kayaking or I love hiking. And that was still part of my identity and who I claimed I was. And, and it wasn't true because I wasn't doing those things. I mean, every once in a while, but more often than not, I'd rather just sit and drink. And so that was a big catalyst for me to like, realize like, Hey, I need to, I need to change a lot of things because there's this huge gap between who I say I am and who I think I am versus who I actually am. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that was like, man, I want to go back out. I want to be doing these things. I know how fun they are and I can't do it. And it was actually, I think one of the big uh, changes for me was like uh, one of my mentors, like a kayaking friend who had, who had, uh, taught me a lot about teaching kayaking out in North Carolina. He passed away. Uh, he was only a few years older than I was and seeing him, he was such an awesome outdoor athlete and instructor and, uh, seeing him die so young kind of also shook me a little bit at that point in my life where I was like, man, I got to go do this stuff and be this person I want to be, uh, because life is, is pretty damn short when you think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then once I did get sober, you know, I started, I, I dove head first into anything I could do outside. I was fishing every single day, like driving an hour and a half, uh, to fish after work, uh, you know, and during the week, uh, just to get like an hour of fishing in, <laughs> it was like probably, you know, immediately to an unhealthy level of, of trying to do, to do that every single day. So, uh, yeah, but then I worked, you know, the cool thing about the sobriety part of it is you can only run away from from your feelings and your thoughts and your yourself for so long and getting sober and being a part of a sober community, uh, really changes the way you approach life and makes you think about things and address things. And so, uh, it was getting outside was a big part of my healing, but also working on things and, and becoming mindful and becoming, uh, thoughtful of how I'm acting and those sorts of things. Like they, they work together. So it's, it's not just the ability to run out and kind of get away from it. It was that plus work, uh, equals like just totally different life now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and obviously, you know, the, the initial self-awareness aspect of it, you know, that you mentioned, and then also being able to fall back on something that you grew up loving as kind of that, that motivator almost to kind of, you know, do that. So, uh, that's awesome. So that's why I wanted to bring that up or ask that question real quick, but, uh, cause I think that's, uh, in, inspiring for a lot of people, but as far as, um, so, so anyway, so you, so you obviously, you know, did the, the Alpine shop and then you moved up into actual, uh, a manufacturer of these tents and all this other gear and that kind of stuff. So what was that next progression from there? Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, just to the point of, uh, like the last thought that you had, um, if anybody has any, like, questions or thoughts about that, that sobriety journey, or if anybody like listening ever thinks about that, uh, they can reach out to me. And I'm also doing this, this podcast project, uh, nature untold, where we're talking about like nature and healing through sobriety. So I just wanted to kind of drop that in there because anytime I talk about it, I like to let people know, like, Hey, you can reach out to me if it's something that you're thinking about. Uh, but I just wanted to get that in because I'll forget if I, if I know for, for sure, for sure. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so yeah, beyond that, you know, working at the manufacturer, um, that changed my level of, of involvement in the outdoor industry to where 
I got to talk to these manufacturers and that was like a whole nother level of like, okay, I'm, I'm really into this now. This is really cool. And then from there, you know, I was there for several years and I had an old, uh, a guy who was our, our Patagonia rep at the shop back in the day, uh, an, an old colleague or, or friend of mine, uh, reach out about a position with, uh, a different manufacturing company and, you know, Alps mountaineering, they're, they're the brand and they, they develop the gear, but ultimately it's, it's different facilities that they partner with to make the gear. And this, this opportunity that he reached out with was with the actual supplier, with the actual factory themselves. Um, and they were also based out of near St. Louis, uh, which is just crazy, but they made camping tents and, uh, needed a product, uh, a product manager and a marketing manager. It's a really small U S operation, uh, that they run out of the U S office. And so I was one of, uh, six people to join that oh, team wow. at that time. And the bigger company was based in Hong Kong and it was a Korean company and they manufactured camping tents and shelters and, and canopies and stuff like that. So everybody from Coleman to, uh, to Academy to Dick sporting goods, I think, you know, probably like 70, I think 75% of the tents in the, in stores that you can go buy were coming out of our factories, uh, when I was working there. And wow. so when he approached me with that experience, you know, I loved, uh, Alps mountaineering. I didn't have any desire to leave that, but this seemed like such a cool thing. And when he approached me about it, it seemed intimidating. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know, you know, should I do this? Shouldn't I? And that was kind of the same feeling I had about sobriety. And so this, this was kind of a recent experience where, you know, I leaned into this discomfort to try to go the hard route and see how it went. And it went really well in that realm. So for this, when he approached me, I was like, man, this feels uncomfortable, but exciting. So I should probably try it <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and so then, then, yeah, I started there and I ended up, you know, that experience, man, I can't, I can't even explain how much, uh, that changed my outlook and my, my experience level in the outdoor industry. And, I would spend, you know, a month or, or 40 days or so uh, over in our factories in Bangladesh or at our offices in Hong Kong. And I had never left the U.S. before this job. So I was just all of a sudden on a plane, like, <laughs> like living in the factory with all my Korean and Bengali coworkers and, uh, you know, just full culture shock. Uh, I'm sure. Really cool, though. Really cool experience. And like, Man, I still keep in touch with all the people or a lot of the people from that experience because um, it was just, it was a really powerful uh, learning thing for me. And uh, the travel part of it was just like, man, I was, I was hooked on that right away, you know, seeing, seeing other countries and being in Southeast Asia, it was just really, really cool. So yeah, I would, I would basically go over there for a month, come back for a month, go over there for a month. I think several years there, I spent about half the year, at least, uh, wow. overseas. So, um, it was really cool. It was also really challenging, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> for all the, all the fun parts of it, there was like the, you know, kind of my friend group and family and people like being like, we can't even plan anything because we don't know if you're going to be here or not. And yeah. Yeah. So that, that got old, that part of it got old for sure. But, but generally just, really cool experience to be in the, in the factory. And, you know, like, I mean, for a gear nerd, a, a lifelong outdoor gear nerd, uh, there's nothing cooler than like learning how to, you know, draw the tents and use our programs to draw and design a tent and then be able to like take that down to our sample room and build that tent. I just drew like 
that's the dream. <laughs> you yeah. Know? That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That experience was really amazing. Uh, it taught me a lot. So, yeah. S- so yeah, completely nerding out. Ah, I got this idea. I'll just go take it down here and make it real quick. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but so so besides like the work aspect of it, obviously you know you mentioned a lot of traveling back and forth. What I guess are there like any like good stories or anything or like things that you learned like as far as like from the like not necessarily like I said not necessarily the manufacturing aspect but just like the culture aspect of actually you know being in those places, especially you know. Hey, I've never, you know, left the country before and boom, here I am in the middle of, you know, Asia somewhere and, and, you know, doing all that. So are are there any kind of good tidbits that come along with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the biggest things that come to mind, you know, a lot of fun experiences of like, you know, doing things on off days, going on, you know, going to hike or, or like, you know, kayaking in Thailand, like, uh, at the end of a trip, you know, (laughs) like going renting scooters and mopeds and driving around and checking out cool temples and all that sort of stuff uh, was definitely, you know, there are a lot of those like highlight kind of stories. I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, I was a kid, uh, a kid from the Midwest, like fairly small town in the Midwest who went to grade school and high school with a bunch of people who looked and sounded and acted exactly like me and um, being able to, to get out and, and make these connections with, uh, really powerful connections with people from all over the world. Uh, that was by far the, the biggest, like, I, I don't know, the, the coolest part of it, you know, and the coolest experience was like getting to go over to a coworker's house and have a full Bengali dinner, like prepared <laughs> for me and like get to learn about them and learn about their culture. And like, you know, I don't think I knew anybody who was Muslim before I went to Bangladesh. And then I get to go there and learn their whole country's history and, and learn about their religion and learn about, you know, firsthand instead of just like seeing whatever the news says or, or anything, you know? Yeah. So those experiences were by far the, the best part of it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I could, I'd, I've um, done, done some traveling, you know, as well outside of the country, but, you know, not, not, necessarily for, uh, you know, basically a whole year within a two year span as, as you did kind of once it's all mashed together, but it's cool that you were able to kind of, that you really embrace that and, you know, embrace the, the challenges that go along with that too, with, you know, you, you not knowing that culture, you kind of being thrown into it and then you're like, okay, well, let's, let's figure this out. What, you know, what, yeah. what are these people about? You know, let's, you know, let's keep an open mind. Cause some people can't, don't, don't do that, you know? So it's cool that you were able to kind of embrace, embrace it and get the, that full experience. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really great. It was just one of those, you know, it not only did it like open my mind in a lot of ways, I don't think I had a closed mind necessarily going into that, but it, it did open my mind, but it also just changed the way I communicate and connect with people and the way I listen and a lot of things about uh, how I act daily, because to, to interact at that level with with people who are, who seem on the outside, very different from you. It takes a lot of those like really basic skills of human connection. Uh, and so that really, I think kind of strengthened a lot of those things for me as well. Oh. It was just overall really, really good. Oh yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. So, so after, after that, all exp- the, you know, uh, experience with that, what was, uh, what was kind of next to the, to the story? 
Yeah. Yeah. So another example of just like at Alps, you know, I was really happy at HKD doing that. It was, you know, there were parts that were really taxing the travel and stuff. Um, but I was overall pretty happy and got approached, uh, by another company here in Missouri, which is kind of the craziest part of all of this. My outdoor journey, my outdoor industry (laughs) journey has been almost exclusively in Missouri, which is just like, you wouldn't believe that that was possible. Maybe. (laughs) Right. You think like Colorado or somewhere, you know, (laughs) right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, uh, this company in Columbia, Missouri, um, it's a parent company based here in Columbia, Missouri, and they have this brand UST and they were looking for a brand manager. And I had recently moved a lot of my experience and knowledge from the product design and development uh, to the, the branding and the marketing side of things. And I had done, you know, just been teaching myself and learning a lot, observing a lot. A lot of it is stuff that you also don't necessarily need to be taught. It's kind of just like normal human behavior kind of stuff if, if you do it the right way. Uh, but yeah, I had been exploring the marketing side of things for our HKD, uh, us brand that we were trying to work on. And so when, uh, American outdoor brands came to me and they were like, Hey, we have this brand UST. We need a a brand manager. I was like really looking, uh, you know, at, at first I was like hesitant. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I looked at the gear they made. It was a lot of, uh, uh, really kind of inexpensive, uh, you know, knickknack kind of outdoor gear. Yeah. Um, but they did have some really cool products too, uh, especially more recently. And so I was like, I don't know, like I'm happy where I am. And they were, they basically made the pitch that like they needed, you know, they wanted a new brand direction and I would be able to, to, to do that and form the team and, and kind of, kind of build this new brand direction for this brand that had been around since, you know, the the night the early 1900s so it, it's a, a really long running brand and they needed a massive refresh in a lot of ways and so uh i came on board with them out of that same drive of like this feels a little uncomfortable i might be stepping in to some things that i don't have experience in but i feel like it would be a really good thing for me to try and do <laughs> yeah. and you know like that whole thing. And so whenever I started feeling that like excitement and discomfort, I was like, all right, I know, I know what we're going to do. Cause this is, this has been the right move a couple of times now. Uh, and so, yeah, I did that. And we, we rebranded UST. It used to be a really dated old kind of orange logo. And we completely gave it a new brand direction, uh, built up the whole marketing side of it, uh, new graphics, new voice, new, brand identity, the whole, the whole works, uh, for the marketing side of things. And then I also got to still be involved with the product design and, uh, and, and have my kind of hands on all of it as the brand manager, uh, to, to be able to form this new direction where we launched a full line of, you know, camping tents and sleeping bags and, uh, some of the real and and sleeping mats and, you know, got some really cool placement and, and stores and started growing that thing. And, uh, it was a really, really cool experience. And I learned a ton doing that. So it's like, uh, you know, I had never done that part of the outdoor industry really either. So it was kind of a a natural evolution of me to like, I really think I'm just like trying to do everything in the outdoor industry that I can possibly do, (laughs) you know, (laughs) in my life. I don't know why, but, uh, yeah, so that was a, a really awesome, awesome experience, awesome opportunity. And, uh, the the best part of that was the core group of of UST 
folks that we had involved in that it was really fun to build this thing with them you know like graphic designer and product designer and and our whole team there was just like it was really cool to have that and build that team and then also we worked with a ton of really cool uh we called our ambassadors uh storytellers because we were focusing on you know wanting to tell important stories uh in our marketing and so our storyteller team a lot of the people that I met through that process, building that out, those are some of my closest friends now, you know, three, four years later, um, just really cool community that we built up there. That's actually how uh, I, I met, you know, like Sydney, a bunch of, a bunch of my really uh, people that I consider good friends now came through that experience. So really? a lot of positives out of that for sure. That's awesome. And yeah. And once again, going back to the, the progression of the, you know, the kid that, that loves being in the shop and all that stuff. And then, you know, going to the manufacturing side and then going to the branding side and working with these, these, uh, these, you know, big companies with that. I mean, that's a, that's an awesome progression in, in that sense. So after you, you had that experience there, you know, getting, you know, which I still think is awesome. But hey, hey, we need to completely change our brand that's been around for, you know, 80 years or 90 right. years or whatever. We're going right. to trust you with this. Um, I mean, that's awesome in the first place. But yeah. so, so after that whole experience, how did things unfold? Yeah, so that's actually still pretty recent. Um, we launched all the tents and all the all the new products and everything at Outdoor Retailer Trade Show out in Colorado. Uh, this past summer and it was just like really cool booth and had a bunch of cool people out there and we got to like show the public you know it takes a long time to to do a really really amazing branding and product uh refresh so you know that was three years of work that that got to pay off out in uh Colorado and and showing showing everybody the world our new brand uh that was just this past summer though so um, after that experience of, of kind of seeing it come to a completion in a, in a state there, I, you know, for a long time in my life have been searching for the ability to start my own thing. That's always been something I, I knew I wanted to do. Um, and so that's always been in the back of my mind is like, you know, trying to figure out how to do that, trying to figure out the timing of that. And with the, the public launch of everything and, and kind of kind of having this natural point for me to step back and go, you know, I think this is the time for me to, it's been an amazing experience. I love these people, but it's time for me to step away from this and start, start the next chapter because the more and more I, you know, was in the office every day, it's, it's really hard for me to, to be in an office <laughs> every day. And uh, the more and more I was in the office every single day, sitting at a desk, you know, not being active, I kept just thinking like, what about that thing you want to do? What about your own thing? Like, what about, and that grew and grew. And it was the same feeling of like excitement and discomfort in that. And so uh, I felt like it was the right timing after, after our, our stuff over the summer and kind of getting to wrap up a bunch of that. I was, I was just like, man, I'm going to step back and I'm going to, I'm going to start my own, my own thing. And in my favorite part uh, of what I was doing with UST and what the team was doing was you know, the branding side of things, the storytelling side of things, trying to make a change, you know, for UST, a big part of our direction was accessibility uh, to the outdoors and trying to make the outdoors as inclusive as possible. You know, previously, you know, the outdoor industry in general hasn't been very welcoming uh, 
to everyone. You know, it's been a very specific set of people yeah. uh, who have the ability or who have historically had the ability to get outside, like my childhood, right? Like it's usually men, it's usually white men who have been, you know, free to roam as, as we please. And, and so that's always been an ongoing thing in the outdoor industry, but it's really come to light uh, over the last, you know, five to 10 years where the industry is finally looking and saying, Hey, we need to be different about how we approach a lot of this. (laughs) So, uh, that was a big thing for us with UST was to try to be thoughtful of that and make that, bake that into our, our brand identity of like everything we think about doing with the brand, whether it's product design or a marketing piece or a video or whatever it is, how is this making the outdoors more inclusive and how are we inviting people to get outside? And that was my favorite part of my job and what I was doing with UST. So at that point, you know, I was just like, my own thing is going to be when I, when I start this thing, it's going to be telling stories, helping people build their brands, helping people, you know, do the visual side of this, but also uh, figure out who they are as a brand, figure out those important things that you need to know um, before you do your logo, (laughs) before you come up with your colors, you know, all the things that a lot of people, when they think about branding or or marketing, they kind of see it as the same thing. And they just think it's like, you know, I don't know, I targeting people on Facebook or whatever, but the reality is there's to do a good job. There's so many things that have to happen and questions that need to be answered before you get to that stage. And I feel like that was kind of my special, uh, secret skill, Uh, and so I wanted to go that route and that's why I decided, you know, actual outdoors, which is my new thing, uh, you know, marketing branding. And the other thing that I've picked up over the years is just a a love and passion for photography. So I wanted to be able to, to work that in as well. Um, so, you know, we're focusing on the marketing and the branding and, and the visuals and all of those things, but also at the same time, uh, focusing on my interest and my love of photography and using photos to tell stories and using photos in a way that makes the outdoors feel inviting. And so, uh, that's kind of the, the direction and the, the mantra for what we want to do is, uh, it's based off of my experience with UST and trying to find, you know, creative people to work with. We found several really good partnerships, but a lot of times in general, when I would reach out to somebody for photography or whatever it was, uh, you know, working with a, a outside firm or agency or, 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 you know, photographer or whoever, a lot of times we would just get back this really epic, like top of a 14 or summit selfie, hardcore, you know, kind of thing. And even when I would teach them about our brand and like, no, that's not us. We're about, you know, camping in your local campground and like being accessible. We'd still get that epic stuff back all the time. (laughs) And so I was just like, man, I want to, I want to start something that provides that because I think people need to be looking for that. That's what people relate to. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, not everybody is, is going to go out on those, those big rock climbing adventures and not only that, but it doesn't mean they're not going to get outside either. So to your point, you know, you got to figure out how to connect with, with that, that actual audience out there. So, and then, and then, so I, so, and you kind of, I mean, this is a pretty new launch as far as that goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you know, two months in at this point about, so, you know, it took a while, uh, 
I, I think I've been away from my job for about three months now, my full-time gig. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're just two months into this thing and I already have some fun stuff that we're working on. Uh, the other cool part of this is that my partner, Lindsay is a graphic designer. And so I'm going to get to work with her on a lot of these projects and a lot of other creative people that I've met through my, through my time and my career and other, just like, you know, friends I have from childhood who do video or, or do website development. And so I'm excited to collaborate with all these people in my life, uh, for all these, these new fun projects with outdoor brands and companies and, uh, yeah, but at, at this point we're, we're brand new. We, we built a website and, and we're starting some projects, but that's where we are. It's, it's a baby still. Uh, yeah. Well, Hey, you know, you got to start somewhere and, and, uh, you know, back to your story, you started at a, at a, at a gear shop and, you know, now you're doing this whole thing. So it's kind of almost in a, in a weird way, kind of come uh, full circle in that sense. Um, which is, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. And then, so basically, I mean, it's, it's the whole, you know, kind of the whole package of, of kind of really solidifying that marketing and that branding and connecting with, with the right outdoor audience and showing the inclusivity. So I'm, I'm guessing that's a full package, you know, as far as, you know, website, you know, kind of that's direction, social kind of all, is that, is that kind of how, how I guess that's, that's working in that sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that's really exciting about it is it'll be different. Each relationship will has the ability to be different. You know, we have the ability with my, my connections, my friends, my, my people that I work with uh, to literally do the entire package, you know, full brand identity, uh, uh, website, social, all that sort of stuff. We have the ability to do all of it. So we have that as an option. But we also, you know, if somebody's just looking for photography that's authentic, that's real, uh, we can do smaller partnerships as well. Um, or if they're just looking for one piece of it, like say maybe they really know what their brand is and they really have a solid brand foundation and they really know all these things about their company, but they do need a new logo. You know, we can do the, the smaller parts of it as well, but the coolest part is that they're all going to be kind of unique relationships based on, on clients needs and, and, uh, and what kind of stories and fun things we can get into. So yeah, it, it'll, it'll change. Yeah, that, that makes it so, so with that, like, what is your, I guess, overall, you know, mission and, and vision for that as well? I mean, obviously, you know, we kind of talked on, you know, the deliverables and that kind of stuff, but, you know, you know, since, since you are, you know, two months into it, you know, what is like the typical, Oh, what's the, what's the five-year plan or, you know, but like, what do you, what do you hope that it kind of evolves into? And then to that point, the, the type of impact that you're going to be able to help these, these outdoor focused brands make, you know, within, within their audience or whoever they're targeting and, and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Um, our, you know, our, our mission is that our actual mission, you know, mission statement is we want to create original brand narratives through genuine communication. So that's like our, our, our marching orders kind of, it's like, you know, let's, let's focus on being genuine to who your brand is and that's what we're seeking out as our as our mission and to create original cool stories that are reflective of each each person that we get to work with or each brand that we get to work with so i'd say that's kind of the overall like like day in and day out mission and then long term you know like longer term than that our vision is to change the outdoor industry and change how the outdoor industry uses marketing 
And our goal is to accomplish that, to, to change the outdoor industry, you know, through collaborating with really cool people, really cool artists and highlight like the realness and the approachability of, of outdoors and outdoor recreation and how accessible it really can be. And so, you know, over the course of the next five to 10 years, you know, my personal hope and our hope as actual outdoors is that it's not that no brands ever should post summit selfies or like the perfect shot of the sunset out the tent at the top of the mountain or whatever you see on Instagram all the time that can still exist. We're not saying that that's bad inherently, but we want to change the ratio of how much there is, you know, of that versus making it feel like it's approachable and welcoming too. So I'd say I, I would love in five years to look at, at Instagram or wherever marketing is happening for the most part in five years <laughs> and, and see maybe fewer, uh, uh, influencer looking shots and more real shots and real marketing and real stories. So, um, I think that's, that's the, the main goal, the vision. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, and then kind of to that point, you know, um, I always like to ask our, our guests, you know, one piece of advice, you know, that they can kind of take away from the episode. Um, and I think your, you know, your whole story from, you know, you know, starting this now to, you know, once again, back, back at the, the shop way back when, you know, for somebody that wants to, you know, I guess either get into the outdoor space, you know, they have a, a passion for the activities and outdoors and that kind of stuff, but, you know, they want to figure out how to make a career out of it as you did, you know, whether that's the manufacturer route or the branding route or creating your own brand route, what would be a piece of advice for them that are, that are trying to kind of find, find how to make their way within that, within their passion. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the best thing I could say to somebody in that position is it's really easy to get caught up on what you think, you know, and what your education experience is or what your, your comfort range is of knowledge. So say somebody's, you know, a beginning designer, a gear designer or whatever, and, and they want to grow into another area and gain other skills. It's really easy for people to say, well, I, I have the experience here. I know what I'm doing here. This is safest. This is what I know how to do. I would say like challenge yourself and your comfort level and your comfort zone, uh, intentionally as often as you can, um, I think there's a difference between just being reckless and going off in a thousand different directions uh, versus being really thoughtful and intentional about like, okay, this thing is persistently bugging me and it scares me. And maybe that means I should explore it kind of thing with my career or with life in general as well. But I'd say, you know, there's something that you're like, man, I, I really don't have that skill set. Well, maybe that's a reason for you to explore it is to build that. Maybe that's why, why it's there as an, as an opportunity or an idea in your head. Yeah, that makes me, yeah, I know. Uh, don't be afraid of what you don't know. You know, it's just another, another opportunity that's out there that, you know, uh, to your point, you know, you, you don't know what, uh, what it beholds. So where, yeah. uh, where can people find you online um, to kind of follow, uh, you know, the, the, the story of the brand and kind of see how it develops or, you know, kind of see what you all are up to and, and in, any other shout outs like that? Yeah, yeah. So the best place uh, for actual outdoors, you know, we're at actual outdoors on Instagram and we're actualoutdoors.com is the website. Uh, for me personally, 
uh, John Holdmeyer, uh, J-O-H-N-H-O-L-D-M-E-I-E-R. So uh, I'm always out. My, my personal page looks like just a bunch of pictures of me fly fishing. Usually, <laughs> or actually, it's mostly pictures of my partner, Lindsay, because I'm usually taking them. So <laughs> that's, that's what the personal page looks like. Uh, the actual outdoors page, that's where we're going to you know, be building these marketing uh, concepts, helpful tips, uh, ideas about marketing and branding uh, and photography as well on that on that, uh, account. And then, uh, also the other shout out I gave, uh, earlier was nature untold, but the handle there is, uh, at nature untold podcast. And so that's, I'm, I'm starting as a host there, uh, for this next season of this podcast and, uh, recorded a handful of interviews. And so I'm, I'm brand new at this. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be reaching out to you for some, some <laughs> advice because you've got like 80 something episodes under your belt. But yeah, that, that whole show is about uh, sobriety, recovery, and the outdoors and how they interact. And it's one of those cool things where like, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about that or, or they don't know who to go to with questions about, you know, recovery, sobriety. Uh, that's why we kind of created this place. Emily is the founder of the show and I was on as a guest early on. And her idea originally was just to create this space that's like, there are so many of us in the outdoors and in the outdoor industry, everybody from professional athletes to people working in branding to people, whatever. There are a lot of us who are sober. Uh, and so we were like, we got to start this like space to tell these stories and for people to come to 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 hear stories of like, Hey, this, this can get a lot better. So, uh, that's another cool place. If, if that's of interest to listen to for people. Yeah, totally. Well, everyone definitely make sure you, you know, you check out, uh, the different Instagrams, uh, you know, for actual outdoors is personal and then, uh, be on the lookout for the podcast as well. I think that's really important. Like you said, kind of, um, you know, sharing those stories and making those connections, you know, showing people, you know, it, it doesn't have to be one way. It can also be this way too. So, that's, uh, that's awesome. So definitely everyone check, uh, check them out on there on those uh, platforms. Uh, but John, I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and, and your, and your journey. Um, and I definitely wish you the, the best of luck kind of moving forward with this, uh, with this new adventure. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. I, I really appreciate it. It was, it was fantastic. And I'm really glad that, that we got to talk today. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.